welcome to the Tattoo Heart Show. I'm your host, Jonathan, and I am so glad you decided to join with us as we fight for this new sport passion. Today, we're doing it all with the help of my friend over at Vintage Safari Wagon. If you're ever over here in Cali and you gotta do your own Cali adventure, check them out at bwsafari.com. But let's, let's go start, start our own adventure right, right now. now. And then when the police get there, then my dad's like, that's it, I'm going out and solving this. Like, after the door to police center, so it's like a safe thing. And my mom's like, there he goes, your father's a man of action. Alright guys, here we are, back on the road. And today I am so excited because I got a guy whose smile is as bright as his hair. This is a man of integrity, and he is a great man of action. Paul, it's good to be here. I'm glad you're on the show today. You know what, Jonathan, thank you so much for having me. It's yeah. a privilege and an honor to be here on your show today. Dude, dude, I'm excited because we're going we're gonna to help some people. We're going to inspire and we're going to move forward to new levels in life. But <laughs> if anybody that follows you, you have a great sense of humor. Thank and you. Who's, who's your favorite comedian? Uh, Dave Chappelle. Right off the top of my head, Dave Chappelle. I remember oh. like being introduced... To a lot of his stuff when I was like probably way too young to be watching it. We had a uh -huh. we had a season two DVD of uh, of the Chappelle show. Yeah. And uh, it was way inappropriate for for what my taste should have been. And I feel like that just conditioned. Like I just thought he was so funny, and uh, I think he just switched me on to being like you know that guy's hilarious. Like oh, yeah. at a young age, huh? And uh, like, <laughs> is yeah. that where you uh, kind of got this comedic sense of humor? Is that in the family or? Yeah, I think it's in the family. I feel like my grandfather is always like just like a great, like lighthearted guy, like great sense of humor. And I think my mom says that my dad's funny. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know what people, I don't know how people get that from. Um, and then honestly, I think my mom's like really funny and she's really nice and just really sweet too. So nice, dude. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So uh, here it is the opening question. I want to, what are you actively pursuing right now? If you have to sum it up. I know there's a lot, maybe you're trying to figure out different things, but like where your pur purpose and passion is like, what's something you're actively pursuing right now? I mean, for me, it's definitely, I have like a couple like main priorities. Um, first priority is definitely health, which is just being in like the best health, like exercising every day. Um, got a great workout, and as you saw, like when you came in, I was like nice, yeah. sweaty and like shirtless. I'm like, yeah, I just oh, yeah. finished my workout. Let me get in the shower so you can film this thing. Uh -huh. Um... I would, so I would say health is always number one priority because I feel like no matter what, like no amount of money could replace like being like a hospital bed and being sick. Like no amount of money would be able to save you from that situation. So it's like better to just prioritize health and just say like, yeah, like that matters so I can take care of myself, take care of the people around me and just be at my best. Um, I would say also just making sure that um, I'm filming a lot, so I just graduated film school in August. Dude, congrats, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, since then I've been working just as like an extra for a lot of like, right now I'm on a TV pilot right now. I don't think I'm allowed to like say like the name of it because it's so confidential stuff. Dude, yes. Um, and then just working on a couple other shows, um, just staying really active, working on a lot of different film sets. And then on the weekends we're hiking, at least at this stage right now, we're hiking every Saturday. Yeah. And we're doing like long hikes. You got to join us on these hikes, John. I keep, I, I keep I, asking you to come with us. Yes, I see him and I'm totally messing out. I'm sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> dang, I got to be on this one. You had a cool one this past weekend. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and that's great. So we do that on Saturdays and then Sundays are just for filming. 
our own projects, collaborating with other filmmakers, and using that as an opportunity to grow our network, collaborate, and help everybody have just great quality content that we can post, that we can then post on our social media, with the intention to just build like a big audience of people who are excited to see what we're creating and something that'll make them laugh and kind of free them from the concerns of their normal life and their daily routines. Yeah. When I see some of the videos we're yeah. making, it kind of takes them to like a little bit of an escape and just it's just kind of goofy and silly. Dude, dude, this is good. This is good. So you're kind of you're out here in LA and uh, pursuing entertainment uh, and stuff like that, and that's why you moved out here primarily, right? As a, you know, filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Are you are you doing some acting also then, right? Absolutely. And, as you said. So uh, cool. So let's take us back. Let's go on a little journey back up here. Where did these yes. where did these ideas and and uh, dreams and ambitions was this like something you were born into or discovered or you know take us on a little journey where were these first ideas of this kind of stuff absolutely so september 17th 1994 i exited the womb and immediately they gave me a video camera <laughs> they said look you're going to be a filmmaker now so just enjoy it we hope you like it right um, right <laughs> yeah no, so it was actually something when i was 16 years old i'm glad i get to tell this story because i feel like it's it's such like a, a real story yeah um, so when I was uh, 16 years old, one of my best friends, his name was um, his name was Phil. I hope he's watching this. And he used to be like a skateboarder, but we were hanging out in eighth grade. We were like the best of friends. Like I thought he was so funny. Like we were just making each other laugh at the lunch table with our group of friends. Yeah. And um, and then one day it was like snowing a lot, and he was a skateboarder, so he had this like camera, and they would always film skate videos with these like little like crappy cameras. Yeah. And and one day it was snowing, and me and him were at his house, and we we're like, oh, let's just shoot a video. And at the time, we had these plastic, like, $10 snowboards. You know, the ones with, like, the strings at the front of it where you can, like, go down the hill and, like, hold the string? Yep. And we said, let's go film, like, a snowboarding video. And we did that, and we called it Paul and Phil Go Hill Hunting. And we were going down all of his neighbor's lawns. So, like, we would go around his entire neighborhood. It was, like, a big neighborhood. And then a lot of his neighbors had these big hills in the front lawn. Yeah. And we were just, like, running up and then just snowboarding down the hill. And uh, it was just so much fun, and we were just like laughing and just having a great time. And then we put the video together. We put the song uh, "Let the Good Times Roll" by the Cars <laughs> behind yeah. the video, and we were just like, "This is great!" Like oh, <laughs> we were yeah. like, "We love doing this! Like this is awesome!" And then from there, like we started filming another video, and it was funny. And kids in our school started to see it, and they were like, "Oh, that's so funny!" And then like um, our other friends were like, "Oh, guys, like let's film a video." And this, I've been dying to say this, and then we filmed the first ever series, and we must have, we were in ninth grade, and we filmed a, a three-part series, it was called Space Cadets, and, <laughs> we, and we, we spray-painted Nerf guns, like, chrome, Oh yeah. and we, like, yeah. like, we were all, like, it was in, like, the, uh, it was in, like, October of our freshman year of high school, and we filmed, like, a three-part series called Space Cadets, where, uh, who knows what the plot of it was. Mm -hmm. It was just so ridiculous, and, like, we had to, like, save one of our friends from, like, this evil guy, and it was, like, it was just, we had a blast. It took us, like, a month every weekend where we were just filming it. It was funny. We just had such a good time doing it. And that was really, like, sig like it really solidified, like, I, I love doing this. Dude, this is so cool. So, was it... Was it more of like a pat? Was snowboarding the more of the passion than filming in the, that first time in eighth grade, or was it, or was it just like, uh, or were you like out oh, snowboarding? I love this. Let's go film it or whatever. Yeah, we were horrible snowboarders. Like it, <laughs> okay, it, so it was, it was just like an outdoor activity that okay. we could do that day. And you're okay. Yeah. 
Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so good. And so this is kind of leads up to my next question, which you kind of already answered, but are you one that's always like trying to figure out like what I want to go do and then try to figure out one, two, three, four steps and then take action? And you're like, this is sounds like a cool idea. If it makes sense, let's go take some action. I mean, I would say it's a little bit of both, but if I had to pick one answer for that, it would be like, I'm like a ready, fire, aim type of guy, where I'm like, look, let's just go for it, let's just try it, let's see what we can do, and then from there, we'll just, we'll learn and we'll learn and we'll learn from there. You made a transition in life, didn't you, for a little bit, where you started chasing some money instead of chasing like a passion or something that you enjoyed? Yeah. Can you take us on a little journey there? So take us where you went from uh, filming with your buddies to... Then you started trying to figure out how to make some money. You did real mm -hmm. estate and stuff like that. Absolutely. And then uh, you went back into film school for a reason. So mm -hmm. can you take us through those kind of two transitions? Absolutely. Um, so throughout high school, like filming went really well. Like we were filming for the student council. Like we were filming all these advertisements for TV. So we became like really popular in school just because they would see all of our videos and the announcements. And, uh, and I actually painted a wall green in my rooms and we used it as a green screen. And then, like, we would just film every weekend for student council, and then we filmed this big project called Beowulf, for, for the book Beowulf, and my, my English teacher, it was for our senior project, and my English teacher said something that was really profound. She's like, Paul, if you don't pursue something in film, you're doing a serious disservice to yourself. And I said, like, okay, I'm going to go do film. So then Temple University uh, got accepted there as a film and media arts major. Actually, I went there undecided, because I didn't know if I should do film, but I started taking introduction to film classes, and it was great. I did that for two years, and then I was like, I just didn't know what I could do as a career for film, and that like, I was like, well, what do I do? Like, I, I like make YouTube videos for a living? And at that time, like a couple years ago, when I was, you know, 17 years old, there weren't really people who were big YouTubers who were actually being encouraged out of it, so we were like, oh, like, you know, I need to find a way to make money, like, because I really want to do film. Yeah. And I thought, if I can just find a way to make a ton of money, then I can spend all my time making films. Yeah. And that was at the time, like, my 18-year-old mindset's like, well, if I get a lot of money, then I can go shoot films. So I was like, you know what, let me start reading books on, on how to do it. And I was reading Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Mm. I was, like, YouTubing, and I found, like, Ty Lopez on the Internet. Oh, being, yeah. like, here in my garage. And I'm like, man, this guy's got all the answers, you know? Like, yeah. my naive, like, young self was thinking that. And, uh, and then from there, it escalated to joining network marketing, which I just, from Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, was like, oh, it's the best way to uh, learn entrepreneurship, become an entrepreneur, start a business for yourself with a really low um, cost to run the business every month because you're just buying the products every month. So I did that, and then I met, um, like, what, still one of my best friends, uh, his name's Francis Mangabot, and I met him in Isagenics, which is a network marketing company, and then from there, he was getting into real estate, and he was just crushing it, like doing so well. And I was like, I'm going to stick around this guy because I think he's doing extremely well, and like I want to learn from that. Yeah. So I took a gap year from school, and I said, look, if I'm around this kid, I just have faith that I'll learn way more than if I'm in school, and I feel like I'll be able to like earn a lot of income and do all that stuff. So I got my real estate license. It was actually on Halloween. I got my, I got passed my real estate test, got my real estate license, and then over the next six months, I sold, um, and I closed on five hundred thirty thousand dollars of real estate, Damn. which was great. And I was like, oh, getting these big checks, like we're popping champagne. We're like, oh my god, like it's <laughs> happening. Right. 
and then I feel like it kind of like settled in like okay like that was great like I wasn't really fulfilled doing real estate I loved it and I love the people around it and it was such a wonderful growth process and I feel like it really gave me like the confidence of like okay if I can just become a real estate agent and in the first couple months do pretty well for like from like my expectations I was like I may never sell a house ever but yeah. from doing better than I expected it definitely gave me that confidence where I was like you know what if I can do well in real estate after just hopping in it for six months I bet that I can do really really well in film which I've loved and put so much time into ever since I was 16. Dude, nice. And so then you're like, go back to film school, huh? Yep. Uh, nice. Wow. Okay. So where's, um, was there a, a moment or, or some kind of like, you have the money in one hand and then you have the passion kind of in the other hand. You literally yeah. have some money in one hand, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, was there like a defining moment or was it just like a, a journey of like realizing like you said, you know, or was it, yeah, was it a journey or was it like a defining moment where I, I got to go pursue my passion? Yeah, there was, there was definitely a defining moment. Yeah. And, uh, so it, and this is going to sound so woo woo to anybody listening, but this is like, this is just me just telling like the, my like honest interpretation of the story is like, I ended up doing this like leadership training. It was called next level leadership trainings, which was really, it was a really like experiential type of thing and I had done nothing like it ever before and it was over the course of like a couple weekends and uh, and at one point they had us do this like meditation like this vision exercise meditation thing and we're like going through the woods and we're going through all this stuff and I was just like along for the ride I'm like I don't know what this stuff is but you know what let me just trust the process and yeah and go through it so then they're like oh and then you go through the woods and there's these things blah blah, blah. and then there's a treasure chest and the treasure chest holds an answer and like, what's in your treasure chest? And I was like, a camera, a camera's in my treasure chest. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah. and then from there I like told a couple people about it and they're like, yeah, well, it, it, obviously you have an answer there. If that's what is in that treasure chest, it's a camera, go shoot films, like go wow. do it. And I was like, yep, that's it. And did then, you, and yeah. Did you remember that teacher at that one point saying you got to go pursue film or like, was that always in the back of your head or did you remember it at a certain point and be like, that teacher saying, mm -hmm. go pursue, like, you should go pursue that, you're good at it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was, I feel like it definitely is a lot of things, like, if, and one thing that really, like, solidified it was that I feel like along the way there was always people saying, like, hey, you're good at this. Like, this one thing, like, you're good at it, and I think you should pursue this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you're young, you kind of like, oh, okay, like, yeah, they might just be saying that, but then after you hear it over and over, you're like, Okay, you know what? Maybe they're maybe I should listen to these people yeah. and and take their advice and do what they you know do what they think might be right. Yeah. So then it was like from there I was like you know what let let's just be, I'm open minded to it and uh like a, maybe like a couple of days later I called Temple and I was like hey I'm interested in you know starting up classes again and I thought I had two years left to graduate and I was like if I was a film major like what would be the course I'd have to take, and they're like, well, based on the credits you already have, you could just finish in one year. And I said, okay, boom, I'll do it. And Temple University, where I graduated from, also has a study abroad program in Los Angeles. And I said, okay, let's see if this works. I can do one year of school, and then I can do the summer program that Temple offers in Los Angeles, and I'll graduate, and then from there, I'll already be in Los Angeles. 
Dude. So it was like something that I dreamed of like when I was 16, 17. Yeah. That just through this like winding road just yeah. ended up happening. And like it, it, the journey is, it was like, I, I like to call it like riding the squiggly line of life. Do you know what I mean? When they're like, oh, yeah. success is A to B. Yeah. But instead it's like this, you know, squiggly line, but you still get to the destination. You know? Exactly. Wow, dude, that's that's powerful. And so then you do this uh, this journey, and you're how do you get to do you get to LA through internship? Is that did you first come out here because of internship internship thing? So we're when we come out here for the program, we're supposed to have an internship. Yeah. But no matter what, I was coming out here because I was taking yeah. uh, one or two more classes. I was taking two more classes just to finish like my final credits. Yeah. Plus the internship. Um, I moved out here. All the other students had internships. And I came here like with no internships. I'm like, Jesus, like all the other kids are getting internships. Like what, why can't I get one? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then it put me in this state of like, all right, like I got to make it happen. Like if these other kids are going to get these internships, like I can lock it in. I know I can. Um, and then I just like went really hard for like one week and just kept like digging and digging and DMing people being like, Hey, can I work for you? Blah, 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 like all this stuff. And then of course, as I'm like doing all this effort, one of the administrators is like, hey, Paul, here's an internship, and just like hands one over after like all this work, and I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> and uh, I started the Diesel Films, which is a, a boutique production agency, and they work with mainly professional athletes, and uh, we did a documentary on Baker Mayfield, that was a big project at the time, which now he's crushing it, which is so good to see, yeah. such a great guy, shout out to Baker Mayfield, Dude. And, yes. uh, and then from there... I thought I was like gonna. Ha I mean, I feel like you're you have an internship. You're like, oh, I hope they hire me. And then it was like, and then I didn't get a job offer at the end of my internship, and I was like, shit, what do I do? Yeah. So like, then we graduated. Then we finally graduated school, and it was me and my friend Mo, who's an amazing guy, and he just got hired at a at one of the number one town agencies in Los Angeles, and we're just on this journey now. And like, it's the end of the semester, and we graduated, and we both agreed. We're yeah. like, we're doing it. We're staying in Los Angeles. Dude, awesome. Wow, that, that is so cool. Talking about taking action now, let's start. We're, I want to hone in on, you know, action. you got a f film you're working on. That's all about, it's called Man of Action, right? Yes. Uh, stuff like that. But take us first uh, a couple, like, mindset thoughts and stuff. When you're pursuing and you're ready to take some action, you... How important is it to have a mindset of like abundance is out there? So when you start taking action on something, then you definitely made a decision, right? Yes. Uh, some people don't even know though. They won't take action because they don't have they have a scarcity mindset. Is there some kind of mindset things that you have so that you can create abundance in your life in that direction you want to head out head out to, so that you know like, hey, it, it helps you take action. You know what I'm saying? You have Absolutely. any thoughts on that? Absolutely. Um, there's this really interesting story I heard. I heard from Tony Robbins, and I feel like this I applied to like my journey of filmmaking and in the entertainment industry in Los Angeles. He tells a story about how there was, and this of course would be like not the perfect version of it, but it was just my version of it. Um, there's this, there's this crew, and it's like there's this war general and his army, and they're going to take over this island. Yeah. And it's like a true story, and the general goes to all of his men, and he's like. They land on the island, and he says, okay, next step, burn the boats. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but like, okay. They're like, yeah, I get it. Like, we'll take the order from you, General, but what are we going to do if, you know, if, if crap hits the fan and we got to escape? Like, we can't get out if we burn our boats. And he said, yeah, that's the point. You burn the boats so that we either 
win the war, we win the battle, or we all die. And it's like that type of like, it sounds extreme, but it's like that type of like commitment, meaning like we have no backup plan. There's no escape plan. It's either we do this or we die, you know? Dang. And then what happened is, is the general out of the bleeding is his, his army to victory. They won the battle and they all, and like, well, I don't know if they all lived, but like, and they won that battle because of their commitment to it. So I would say the commitment, if the commitment is there and the commitment's strong enough and you say like, this is it, like, and this is what I want and this is what I'm going for and I'm burning the boat. So for me, there's no escape plan. Yeah, it's yeah. just, this is it. And like, that's it. So it's either like I, I'm making films or, or I die. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's crazy though. But you actually reminded me of something too. So it's not so much of just like, if I get enough clear vision of the future, it's also of like, what I have back here is nowhere like as good as it's going to be up ahead. Like, and, and that also helps you make that commitment. Like, if we're going to move forward, we got, we got to, there's nothing to go back to, right? Yes. Wow, that's, that's, that's powerful. So then, if we create this a mindset of abundance, and there's so much out there, though, and we're just, like, trying to hone in on something, what do you think about honing in on or, or just, like, taking action on what comes your way versus, like, honing in on something that, you know, you want to go do and then taking action on that? And so, you know, maybe take a good paint job here, but actually... If I, you know, maybe wait another week or two, this will show up. Do you think you should hone in on something and take action? Or is there different seasons for different times? You know, maybe during this season of life, you were just out there just taking some action. On this season, now you're honing in. Is, do you have any thoughts? Or is there any memories of, like, mm -hmm. this season of life, I was just out there doing whatever I could this season oh, yeah. of life? Well, I feel like every opportunity needs to be created from me. I can't be expecting other people to hand anything to me and for people to be like, because I feel like you hear a lot like, oh, hey, I've got this project coming up. Or like when I was at my internship, like I thought for like two months yeah. I was going to get the job. And then I realized like I was kind of leaving my own fate in somebody else's hands oh, wow. to be like, oh, are they going to hire me or not? Because if not, what do I do? And I think it was really important to say like, it was just important for me to be like, if, if I'm going to be here, like, I need to figure out the solutions now. I need to figure out the solution today and something that's going to work for, like, the long run or at least for just long enough to then to where I can just keep creating new solutions and new solutions. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, okay, that's good. That is good. Um, let's, let's help some people out here with uh, maybe someone is struggling with, maybe by now they get it. Okay, I got to go out there, take some action. I want to go do it, but they don't really know where to go. Uh, maybe they know they're not heading east, they are, they're at least heading west, but mm -hmm. they still don't know where they're uh, heading up. Uh, what's some of the first steps you think you should take in trying to figure out where where you want to go? Right, so so this is, and this question is mainly for like people who, like for me I know that it's in you, film. Yes. Maybe for people looking for like, hey, yeah. where do I go? Yeah. I would say look at what you do in your free time. Like when you have downtime, what do you spend time doing? Whether it's like playing video games or it's exercising or it's like any of that stuff, like doing art, like filming, photography, any of that stuff. So that's a good question. Like what is it that you do in your downtime? What are activities you default to doing? And also when you were 12, 16, 18 years old, what did you love doing? Because so, I feel like that's, 
a good way to find out what you really love doing is by like what do you default to doing? What activities do you default to when you have free time? You know? That is really good. So for me it was pretty clear because it was like, oh like in my downtime on weekends like I like filming and it's just a fun activity and it's I'm always thinking about it. Like even when I was young I was always thinking about like, okay, we got this project coming up, like how can we make this like the craziest, most ridiculous, like hilarious video possible? And it would, you know, and I think that's really it. It's like what you do in your downtime and things you activities you default to doing when you have free time is a great way to find out things that you naturally enjoy. Dude, that's good. That's good. Uh, let's get into like, so what are you? You got this film coming up. Like we mentioned, you're uh, working on this man, man of action. The film's called. What was the the thought process behind developing this, or as you're developing this? Uh, is it like personal stuff? Is it just like this sounds cool, so let's do it. Uh, what, what's, and what's the whole idea of Man of Action? Well, it just sounded cool. That's it. <laughs> yeah, so, so the inspiration for it is, uh, is definitely my dad. And uh -huh. this was like a really kind of like funny thing that happened about a year ago when I was at school. So we're, we're all in our house, me, my mom, my dad, and we have like a large front yard. And across the street from us is still like open land. Yeah. And we would see this car that was parked across the street from us and it was there for like overnight and it, it was there and we were like, kind of like suspicious we're like hmm like what's this car doing like is it who is it like we don't know and then uh we had like our theories about who we thought it was but we weren't sure if like it could have been like somebody like scouting our house maybe they wanted to rob our house right or something and then one night um my dad is like you know what i've had enough we're taking care of this right now that car across the street and uh, he might be pissed if I'm like telling the story because, but, like, but like he gets like he has like this like super high powered flashlight, and me and him are in like my bedroom window where you can see out the front lawn, yeah. and we're shining this big flashlight at him, and we're like, yeah, yeah, there he is, like okay, here we go, and then, and then my dad like has like this like s like small like pistol, and which he never uses for anything except yeah. maybe like twice at like a shooting range, but I think he has it so he like feels like he's. You know, you protecting the house. Yeah, some man credit. <laughs> so, so he goes, he's, like, he's running around the house with his like little pistol. He's like, "All right, that's it. We're gonna take care of this right now." And, and we're like, "Oh my god! Like, he's what's he doing? Like, he's lost control." Uh -huh. And then uh, he ended up didn't use he didn't use the gun at all. But my mom was like, <laughs> and then he so he puts the gun away obviously because it was like way way too extreme. And then we just calls the police and he's like, "Hey, look, uh, there's some, like a car across the street. We just want to check it out." And then uh, and then when the police get there, then and my dad's like, that's it, I'm going out and solving this. Like, after there's already police there, so it's like a safe thing. And my right. mom's like, there he goes. Your father's a man of action. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like, a, it was like oh, just funny man. because like, it, you oh, know what that's I mean? Good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Is how the story got birth? Yeah, so then once he was like, he's a man of action. I was yeah. like, that is just great. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, so is this a film of comedy then? Um, you know what, we'll see it's in development stages, okay. it's actually, it's something I don't want to release too many details yeah, yet, right. but it's more of just the embodiment of being somebody who like, if there's danger or if there's a problem or if there's anything that needs to be dealt with, being somebody who just takes action. Yeah. And of course it was rooted in like a funny story, like it wasn't this thing where he's going and like fighting crime himself, like he calls the police and you know, gets yeah. But like the idea of like, okay, let's take action, let's solve this, yeah. and kind of being on the offense, you know? Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's super good. Oh, nice. So uh, we're winding down here, but um, 
you're out here in LA, like you mentioned, you're in for the, you're in, you're in here. We're, we're, we burn the us. boats. That's we right. We burn the boats. We're here to stay. There we go. There we go. What's what's a long term goal? What's what's a long term goal you you see yourself big out there in the future? I feel like the long term goal for me is winning an Oscar for best director, and I feel like it's one of those things where it doesn't even matter if I ever yeah. hit that goal, but it's always something to be aspiring towards, chasing after, and becoming the type of person who is at that level where they can achieve something like that. Yeah, and I even feel like when it comes to like earning money and winning awards and all this stuff, it's not about the actual receiving of it. Yeah, but it's the person you become in the process who's able to create those types of results, Damn. and that's what I really think it's about. Like the person you become in the process. Wow, that's powerful right there. So that and that's totally like achievable goal. So like this is this is where it comes down because some people listening, they're like oh yeah, you know, like, I had those pipe dreams, you know, when I was growing up, or whatever it is, and this and that, and then life happens, right? But this is where, it, this is where the goals happen, so a lot of us have goals like that. What kind of action, though, are you doing today to get to that goal, wherever it is, a couple of years, 10 years down the road? So can you take us through where you see yourself, uh, or, um, or what kind of action you're taking day in and day out? Are you improving your mind? Are you, you know, staying healthy? Are you trying to network, are you doing that? What kind of action do you do on a typical basis now you're out in LA? Absolutely, so it's definitely just collaborating with people, like finding like-minded people who are, who are driven, who I can elevate, and who can elevate like mutually. Yeah. So then we all rise together, like the rising tide lifts all boats, so creating like a great inner circle of people. Um, and then just working on set, filming my own content, um, building an audience, just getting, creating like a lot of value for myself so that it's like if people collaborate with me then they're gaining a lot from it as well yeah um, and this is interesting i've never shared this publicly i've shared it to a few of my close friends but i have this and i've had this in my wallet for a long you can see how like crumpled it is yeah and it says this is really interesting check this out pay to the order of so it says pay the order of it's a check that i, yeah, I, that I wrote myself this is a check that I wrote myself, and it's paid to the order of Paul Kruger for $11 million for directing services rendered, signed, and it's dated um, Christmas 2027. Dude. And I just keep, I've had this in my wallet for a couple years, Yeah. and it's like, it's just, it's one of those things where I heard like, Jim Carrey did it with yeah. Dumb and Dumber, he wrote himself a check for $10 million. Yep. Right? So I was like, I'm going to write myself a check for $11 million. You know, dude, that is so you got wow, that is incredible. And then you keep it on you, you keep that reminder every day. Yeah, that, that is so key because you got to the, keep the vision plain, keep it before you. And yeah. then as you're taking these little, and sometimes, like, is it like be honest here? I'm just asking, is it sometimes the little things you got to do every day that when you look back, you say, Yes, this is going to help in the long run? They add up. Sometimes, though, do you get discouraged like day in and day out of these things that you're like, is this ever going to pay off or is this ever going to amount to anything? No, I don't, I don't get discouraged because I'm so trusting of the process of everything. And it's kind of this feeling that like, you know what, there's so many things to worry about yeah. that aren't really even necessary to worry about whatsoever. So it's more about, I'm a big believer in like the, of like this feel good now type of attitude where it's like, yeah. if I'm doing things that feel good, it's going to keep creating these better feelings and then through that, like when you're feeling good, or when I'm feeling good, I'm more like, you know what, hey, I'll do this, and I'll handle this situation better, and this situation better, and I'll, I'll work out, and I'll, I'll reach out to that person. 
So for me, it's all about just feeling good and just really feeling good and then keep feeling better and better and better. And I feel yeah. like some ways to do that is just like exercising, eating healthy, getting enough sleep. Like if I need, if I'm tired and I need to take a nap, I'll take a nap and I'll feel so good afterwards. Yeah. And I think, oh, okay, that was the right thing to do. So typically it's a lot of instinct where it's like, you know, this feels like the right thing to do. And then I'll always trust my instinct. Dude, that's super good. Super good. Uh, I have a, unless you have anything else to say, I have one final question. But before we do that, where can they connect with you? They, you guys want to make sure you connect with him. Uh, where's a good place to connect? <laughs> you can connect with me on Instagram, at Paul J. Kruger. And I would suggest that's just the easiest thing. Just one place, Paul J. Kruger on Instagram. Um, if you have any questions, shoot me a message. would love to connect with everybody. Um, and absolutely, I think it's just simple as that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Man of action. I hope we're all ready to go out there and get some action, right? Absolutely. Get some action out there. Dude, so uh, final question though. Uh, what? How would you define purpose in your own words? In my own words, I would find purpose as that deep burning fire that just is always, it's always there. And then it's really like what is going to keep fueling that fire? What's going to get you more fired up and excited and driven and motivated and feeling really good? And it's kind of like finding those things and those people who help keep the fire burning and add to it. And then also through purpose, how that fire can, can be used to warm other people and be used as like a source of inspiration where people will then, you're building such this big burning desire of purpose that other people then want to be around you because they can, you know, receive yeah, that type of yeah. burning desire for themselves and something in their own, in their own life. Dude, I love it. Guys, go find that burning desire and then take some action after that. Absolutely. Man of action. It's Paul Kruger. Thanks so much, brother. Jonathan, thank you for having me. You Jonathan is a first-class guy. Let's go, guys. I'll see you on the road. Hey, oh, before we leave, though, uh, I'm giving this all up for free. So go share it with someone. If you got something from this, go subscribe, comment, like, whatever. Whatever you got to do, let's get the word out there. Have, have some fun. Go take some action. I'll see you on the road.